Hello and welcome to the Fit Leaders Podcast, the podcast for leaders seeking sustainable success. I'm your host, David Chinsky, founder of the Institute for Leadership Fitness and creator of Fit Leaders Academy. Join me as we explore how fit leaders enjoy vibrant lives marked by personal health and sustained contributions. In this podcast, The Brand Differentiator, I'd like to talk about how leaders have their own personal leadership brand, whether they know it or not. Just like companies such as Google, Pepsi, HBO, Kellogg's have their own respective brands, each of us as leaders show up in ways that are meaningful to those that we serve. When we confidently claim our brand, it becomes easier for us to align key stakeholders with our vision, it's easier to influence others, and it's easier to attract and retain the best talent and deliver results to our customers and our colleagues. Building a brand is all part of the process of bringing meaning to our work and accomplishing great things. What differentiates branded leaders is the ability to reflect in their leadership style both the attributes and results that customers want to see in their organization. The best leadership brands stand for one or two ideas that tie strategically to the key values that make a difference in the marketplace. Let's look at the brand for Southwest Airlines, a very popular company a company that has over the years outperformed almost all other airlines combined. Southwest Airlines is famous for putting employees first and keeping execution simple. These priorities emerged because the late co-founder, Herb Kelleher, was deeply committed to the benefits of love and simplicity. So if you've ever traveled on a Southwest Airlines flight, you know that they are all about fun. Often the flight attendants will be dressed in khakis and outfits that don't look like the traditional uniforms found on other airlines. And they will be doing whatever they can while maintaining professionalism and a focus on safety. They will be looking to help you enjoy your experience. They will often tell jokes Even the pilot will sometimes tell jokes. They are all about creating that experience of family and love. What about Ritz-Carlton? If you've ever checked in to a Ritz-Carlton hotel, which is now owned by Marriott International, you know that they're all about exceptional service. Their brand is actually rooted in anticipating the needs of the customer, not simply understanding the need and exceeding the expectations. At a Ritz-Carlton Hotel, their staff are trained to predict what a guest's needs might be and to then, to their delight, surprise the customer. What about Harley-Davidson? If you have a Harley motorcycle, there's a chance that you might have gone to Sturgis, South Dakota, for their annual event where owners of Harley motorcycles converge from all over the world. Almost half a million people a year go to Sturgis to experience the community of being an owner of a Harley, where Ritz-Carlton's brand is rooted 
in service, excellence, Harley-Davidson is all about creating that ability for owners to feel like they're a part of something bigger, a part of a community. Let's take one last example, Mercedes-Benz. What do you think the brand of Mercedes is? Well, it's luxury. It's being in a car that makes you feel different and building a vehicle that has high standards from both an engineering and an aesthetic vantage point. So brands are important. Brands are often what we think about when we think about a a company, even more than the products or the services that those companies might deliver. It's what they stand for. It's the values that somehow get infused in how we think about that organization. Many years ago, Fast Company magazine had a cover story called The Brand Called You. One of the important things to know about brands is that brands are made, not born. A brand is also not a first impression. It takes time to build it. Leadership brands are built around what is real and authentic about the leaders they represent. Let's move from organizational brands to brands of leaders that many of us will recognize. Let's start with Walt Disney. What would you say Walt Disney's brand might be, his personal brand? Well, if you said optimism and creativity, you would be right. Walt Disney had a dream to create an environment when he was thinking of Disneyland, the precursor to Disney World and many of the other Disney services, hotels, parks around the world. And his brand was to be optimistic, to be looking to give people an opportunity to have fun. What about Richard Branson? Richard Branson has placed his brand on a number of products, whether it's an airline, whether it's a cruise ship, whether it's a travel company, whether it's his record company. If we had to point to a a set of values that come across in Richard Branson's brand, it would certainly be talking about being daring, being a risk taker, being adventuresome. So brands, again, if they are real and if they make the connection to others, picks up on what is it about that individual leader that is memorable for us, that we associate with whatever products and services they might be delivering to us. What about Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook? Well, if you are a Facebook customer, a user of Facebook, you know that Facebook is all about sharing, about opening up, building community. Even transparency was one of the earlier values of Facebook and of Mark Zuckerberg. So again, the the brand of a company is often attached to the values and the brand of the founder. So in this case, Mark Zuckerberg was all about creating these connections among people. Oprah Winfrey's brand is all about inspiring women to live their best lives. When people think about Oprah, they think about 
all of the years that she has been putting ideas and experiences and guests and books in front of women in particular, although all people, that inspire them to achieve their dreams and to live their best lives. Finally, let's talk a little bit about Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, who is often known as one of the most successful investors of all time, is all about sharing his wisdom, teaching others how to become more financially literate. So you can see that brands are based on what's most important to the people who are in our lives And we can often identify the brand just by hearing the name of the person that it is attached to. So think about what your brand might be and how might you develop a brand definition if you haven't already done so. And if you haven't already done so, there's a good chance that you still have a very powerful brand that is being perceived by others, even if you haven't explicitly been aware of it or defined the brand. There are a number of ways to identify a personal leadership brand. One of the ways that we often think of a a brand is our signature story. What defines us? And asking questions such as, what happened early? in our life, maybe a childhood experience that shaped our desires. And sometimes it's not easy to know what that is at the time. Sometimes it's only by connecting the dots toward the end of our life that we see the brand that developed early in childhood. I'd like to give you a personal experience about brand development. I remember when I was a little boy, my parents would leave my sister and and me with a babysitter. They would go out, my parents, for an evening. And I have a memory as a very small child of putting together small booklets where I would take paper and I would either draw flowers, or I would draw trucks, I would draw houses, and I would label them, draw them, and then staple these books together and give them to the babysitter. And I really hadn't given that much thought until later in life when I realized that as I became a teenager, I then got involved in writing and journalism, and then as a professional, began writing workbooks for leaders around a variety of leadership competencies. And so what I realized was there was this theme that actually started early in my life that was an expression of who I was and what I enjoyed doing. And sometimes as we move through life, we can lose touch with that authentic interest and authentic desire, and and let's even call it a strength, as we take jobs that might not be the best fit for us. And so to the extent that we're always asking ourselves, what are the things that if we think back to when we were a child or a young adult, made a difference for us and in turn allowed us to make a difference for other people? Sometimes thinking about what our greatest successes and 
our greatest failures have been can also be instructive in identifying our brand. Remember that our leadership brand is more than our personality. It's not just how we show up. It's about the ideas and the values that we live by. We are every bit as much a brand as Nike, Coke, or Pepsi. And if we really want to clarify our personal brand, then we might want to focus on the following questions. And I invite you to think about these questions. You might want to write them down and spend some time thinking through them and answering them for yourself. The first question is, what have I done lately to make myself stand out? What is it that people see me do that makes that that difference? Another question we might ask is, what would my colleagues or customers say is my greatest strength? You know, sometimes it's hard for us to see our greatest strengths because we're too close to what we do every day. We take for granted the impact that we're making and and how we are touching other people's lives. So one of the things you might think about doing, I know that I've done this at least a couple times over the course of my life, and I encourage my clients to do this occasionally, is to request that about 20 of your closest colleagues and family members send you an email that lists all of the things that impact them based on your life. So what we're essentially asking people to do is to let us know what we do that they believe adds value to them and and to others. I often refer to this as kind of the, the love letter exercise because what you're going to get back are all the great things that you do. And once you get all of these responses, what you do is you look for the overlap. You look for the similarities. And there might be three or four or five things that jump off the page on a consistent basis. And that is usually a good indication of what your value is to others and what you've likely built your life around from the standpoint of having your own personal brand. So think about doing that exercise or at least think about asking others what they think because we're often not in the best seat to be able to accurately define how others perceive us. What can others count on us for? What are some of the things that they know that when we show up, they can count on? What do we do that adds remarkable, measurable, and distinctive value? And finally, what have I accomplished in my career that I can brag about? So often we don't choose to brag, and yet we can at least think about what are some of the things we would brag about? What are some of the things we feel really confident about doing that we believe makes a difference and that defines us? So take some time to think about your childhood experiences. Think about some of the successes and failures that that you've experienced that might have shaped your life and your brand. And ask yourself some of these questions that I've just reviewed. Interestingly, some leaders are best known for throwing away or at least tarnishing their brands. Think Tiger Woods, Martha Stewart, and even Tony Hayward, if you remember Tony. Tony Hayward was the CEO of BP in 2010 during the 
oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. And you might remember that Tony Hayward came across as being very arrogant as he was talking about how his life was being impacted by this crisis, that he hadn't been able to spend much time with his family. All of this while lots and lots of people who worked for the company and people whose lives were impacted by the oil spill were not able to make money, were not able to enjoy their beaches. And so all of the work that Tony Hayward had done up until that point was erased in the minds of of many people, many people who supported him up until that point. And ultimately, Tony lost his job. Martha Stewart is another great example, someone who had an unbelievable brand, worldwide brand, endorsed many, many different products, had her own television show, and as you might recall, was caught up in an insider trading scandal. And Martha Stewart actually ended up going to prison for some period of time. And a lot of people thought that her life, her career, her brand was never going to come back, that she was over. And yet, to her credit, she was able to come out of that experience and build her brand back to where it was and maybe even beyond where it was. And Tiger Woods, who was viewed by many people as one of the world's best golfers, ended up in a scandal of his own. And for a long time, he kind of fell off the radar. A lot of people wrote him off. So it's important to be mindful of the time it takes us to build our brand over the course of our life. And even though it's possible to recover from these experiences that tarnish our brand, just as Tiger Woods has come back and Martha Stewart has come back, one of the things we might want to focus on is brand protection. And before doing something we might regret, we might want to ask ourselves, how will it look on the front page of the Wall Street Journal? If you want to learn more about establishing your own personal leadership brand and how to become a fit leader, I invite you to visit fitleadersacademy.com, fitleadersacademy.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.